the Solution of Real Estate podcast, sponsored by Agent Truth. Did you notice, Jeff Seabach, that I forgot to say that in our podcast, that in the last podcast? I, I it's, missed. Well, it's because we were doing one for the consumer, right? Fair, like, like, fair, like we were doing fair. it for the consumer, and the consumer probably could care less about Agent Truth. I mean, we were sharing it on Agent Truth, so agents can share it with their, with their people, and today is another one of those type podcasts that is... It, it applies to agents and consumers. And what is it? And it, it is how you earn money in real estate without working. Who would be interested in that, Phil? I, can I raise my hand in on audio? I, how do you I don't audio? know if you could raise your hand faster. So you're saying that other people would like to learn how to make passive income while what? Outworking while Without, not working while not working. Yes. Okay. Well, no, or even if I am working, can I have money come in from another source? Well, I think that is the most common thing. Is I want to I need to build wealth through other means than my current job to help me retire easier, and to do that, we're gonna acquire houses. That's right. And uh, so today's podcast, we're gonna go through. Uh, we, we introduced the Certified Opportunity Procurement Process in our last podcast. The COPP? Yes. And as we talked a little bit about the COPP, what we didn't get into is like the nuances of it. Like how we, the amount of work that we actually put in to determine, I don't know, I, I like to call it a safe investment. Right. Why would people trust us to put them through this process because there's a lot of unknown. So why don't we give them some of the things that we're, what, what right, we're so going to be I, reviewing? Okay. And I wrote down a list of okay. some words to help, you know, okay. pr- prompt conversation, if you will, about this. Right. To and, have dialogue. And please don't be distracted by my new glasses. I, I don't know if you can see, I can't see. So let's go. All right. All right. Number one. So do you, um, in the certified opportunity procurement process, do you care about days on market? The short answer is no, but it does lead us to opportunities. All right. So, so, so it's not, it technically, it should not be the concern of our consumer, but as the expert, it's something that every, we, we're concerned about everything at some level, right? Like it's part of clues to tell us who's going to be a motivated seller. Right. Because part of the CPP is we, number one, is we target motivated sellers. Right. And we, to, in case you didn't hear our last podcast, the COPP is how we identify properties that are going to be at least 20% below the highest comp in the neighborhood, right? Yep. That are going to have a positive cash flow when purchased as an investment property. Right. Right? Like get the base of it all. That's what we are after. Yeah. And we're, we're looking for at least 10% profitability on the rental. Right, like if it's two thousand a month, you need to make at least two hundred dollars a month. If it's three thousand, you're looking to make three hundred dollars a month. You're looking always ten percent is what above for expenses. Correct. Right? Yeah. Correct. All right. So, so when we're searching for these properties, you know, like at first your mind thinks, oh, let me find the people that have been on them that are sitting on the market the longest. But not, that's not. not always... Well, it's a, it will be a lot of wasted time, right? Right, because wealthy people don't get motivated and unless you have a way to find out is the seller motivated right you you can't find that out because there's a listing agent and that's the screener of the you know i mean unless you you look them up and it's uh it's uh kyler murray 
<laughs> I don't think he's mer- I don't think he's motivated to sell right now. Right. I mean, he just signed a deal for two hundred million. He's yeah. the quarterback. I I mean, that's how you know. But that's the, like that's the thing is is unless they're a recognizable name, you're not going to know because a lot of times we have to Google the people and that's just, why waste a lot of time going down a road that leads you to no answers? All right. So do you like, well, let's, instead of days on market, do let's look at price reductions. Do you think that there are better buys with properties that have had price reductions or not? Or does that matter? You don't know until you make the offer, right? But there is generally... There's a unwritten rule, an okay. unwritten rule yeah. that a seller just doesn't accept something more than 10 or 15% off of asking. Right. Generally. At, generally, at any point, the further the offer is from the asking point, the harder it is to get to that number because you actually have to start, if you want 15% off, you have to offer usually 30% off or at least 20% off. And that's where their middle finger gets held up really high. Right. And because yeah. we're not buying properties all cash, yeah, we're buying them finance. We're not the perfect buyer. Oh, so so, yes, so, yes, so yes. to me, it does lean us to looking for people that have reduced something. But also because usually reducing price shows their motivation. Yeah. Right. No, agreed. I, I think mean, it's, it's a, a clue. Cl- it's a bitter clue than days on market because yeah. now it's like, okay, and the size of it. Yeah. Right? Because when the sellers is like 1%, 1%, 1%, like, yeah, that's usually not the best. I mean, the thing is, is why it's COPP is we can float an offer to that person. That's the thing is, is we, right. we, we, we can do trial balloons, right? Like why we have to get people qualified before they enter the COPP process is because we got to generate offers. And we're really, you know, during that time frame, once they sign that I'm ready to buy properties, they give us their letter of intent, right? Like we're going to have to make that offer for them. And then if it, if it gets accepted, they're going to have to put the earned money. I mean, basically, we're the first offer is something that they can't care too much about because we're going to lowball the shit out of people. <laughs> No, but with the COPP trying to get it at 20% more because of it, but that's why it's called the COPP because it's the the certified opportunity, which means we're going to show them opportunities to buy, procurement process. So it's the process identifying, but part of that process is we're going to have to float some offers out yeah. and look for the, where are the pain points because we're coming in low. And the good news about coming in low on investment properties is typically the buyer, our clients, don't have that emotional connection that they do when they're buying a house for their family to move into. Absolutely. But your question was, are we concerned about price price reductions and it is something that we are using as a tool to help us identify people that are motivated. But it's not an absolute. Right. It's a tool. All right. So then the next one that I wrote down is, um, do you like to target or not the highest price per square foot rental price areas? I wish it was that easy. Yeah. Right. Right? Like, we wouldn't have a job if it... That this, no, is that, why, no. this is why the COPP was created, was because why you need... Because there's just more to it than I'm just going to... Like, okay, so... You miss, too, you miss too many opportunities if you do it that way, I think is what I'm hearing you say. Well... There's great opportunities in areas that might not be in the highest price per square foot area. I mean, the thing is, is... Let me say it differently. 
I'm more concerned about buying a property that's going to be in the best position to appreciate over time because that's going to generate more wealth than necessarily the house that generates the most amount of money because if you make a an extra let's say you make an extra $400 a month but that's 4000 a year but if the house is 500,000 if it goes up 1% you've already lost money Oh. And the average appreciation of a house is 2 to 3%, which is 15000 So we just want to make sure we're... But that's what the COPP is, why it's created to help people understand is because it's, it's a combination between rental price, security of payment, per, rental payment, and then also appreciation. Because if you're, you're holding this house for 30 years, you're thinking things are a little... You want to make sure that you're buying in good areas and because you don't know what's going to happen to the city, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I talked to an investor out in California yesterday or this weekend, and she she sold a lot to eminent domain. She bought a bunch of land, but she got paid. I mean... Yeah. You know, what I thought was interesting, where I thought you were going to go when you brought her up, is how... Um, how much she likes the Arizona laws better than the California laws when it comes to owning rental property. Well... Yes. I, I don't think that people in Arizona understand how great, one, the rental market is. And we'll get to that. That's a different thing. But yep. then behind that, it's the protection that the Landlord-Tenant Act gives the seller to be able to force them out through the magistrate, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I've been there. Right when you you apply to the magistrate, I actually, truth be told, I freaking missed it. Thank God I did. My tenant was going, did wasn't paying, so I went to Doctor Victor. I went through the, we went through. There's, there's just a certain process. But the thing is, is if they don't pay rent for five days, you can give them a letter in writing, certified, delivered at their house that five five days to pay or they're out. So you can get a tenant out in ten days. That's why this state is better than any state to rent, is because. The Landlord-Tenant Act favors the seller if they're not paying. If there's no AC and there's plumbing problems, there's things that are in favor of the tenant here. But like we're we're not slumlords, right? Like we're just yeah. we're just trying to find properties that are going to appreciate. What What's interesting though, if you talk about rental demand for a second, like how much how viable is it? How viable is the rental market for? Let's say that you need to earn four thousand dollars a month on a property. Is that possible here? Yeah. 4,000, 5,000, 6,000. We're a transient marketplace. And I think that that's something that I haven't pointed out before is the transientness of Phoenix creates a better rental environment because people, when they're, let's say, even the athletes that move here, <laughs> Jay Crowder's renting. Two years, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah. like, like. The thing is, is, is. I would have thought that he would have bought, but I mean, Jay Crowder's a professional basketball player, and he didn't buy because he only signed a two-year contract. Well, because the rental market, often people come here for a year to test it out, or two years, or they come for a shorter period, and if the market's not correct, they may they they they, they lease, and it was why there's so many high-end leases. 
also the amount of professional athletes and their ex-spouses all leasing. And and there's just lots of them. I don't know. I mean, I have a property that's rented to a spouse of an ex-hockey player, and she's paying $6,000, no, $4,500 a month. Right. Happily. Yeah, she takes out of, out of her whatever. I mean, you know, half of three million or six million a year is three million. So I don't think she's poor, but yeah, nice. All right. So, um, what do you think? Like, do you ever adjust what you're recommending? Like, as we're doing, as you go through, as we're putting the properties through the COPP, how much do you take into consideration the down payment? A lot. Like that's what determines the cash flow. Well, it just. <clears throat> We're trying to put people in opportunities where they cash flow. Right. And unfortunately, how much you put down affects the cash flow. Right. So we have to be creative in helping them find ways to be able to try and get a higher rent through fixing up the property or whatever that is. And we can do that. But the idea is, hopefully, we want to put people in opportunities where they can put down enough down payment, which is typically 15 to 25%. Right. Enough to be able to get to that 10% rental. Yeah. No, but it, <laughs> I'm gonna, net, I'm gonna... net equity on the rental. The rental has to... Re- like, meaning if your cost, your PITI plus pool plus landscaping, whatever you're going to do in your lease, you got to make sure that you can make a couple hundred bucks a month so that you can hold on to the property no matter what happens. Right. Because what breaks the system is if you need that money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's why what will actually essentially create tough. I mean, the idea is you're trying, you're just trying to manage this house. I mean, if you make enough money, then we don't have to worry about it. Right? If you make a hundred thousand a year and you tell me that you're, this is why we got to have a little bit of a profile. If you're telling me that you're saving 10,000 a month, then I'm not worried about getting you cash flow. And you can put more money down. Right. Right. You can rent it for the same price that you get it for and, not, and just be balanced because you have enough extra cash in your... Because it's really just pricing yourself for um, emergencies that come up, a roof replacement or an AC or we're just trying to build that slush fund. You're not always... I mean, we're going to build equity through pay, the tenant paying their... their Mortgage down. Their mortgage. Yeah, I mean... Examples are always coming across our plate. We actually reviewed two properties in our meeting today that were you're talking over about twenty percent in the green room. We looked at two. Yeah. Oh, you're talking yeah. about it. yeah. Yeah, and they were over twenty percent south of the highest comps in their in their subdivision, right? Like the the reality is what we see on the street versus what the newspapers report are typically three to six months apart. Yeah. I mean, the reality is is the opportunity to buy is now. Because interest rates just came down, or interest because rate, prices have also come down. Yes, and yes, because right. now you can buy the house. Because the, I mean, the crux of it is, is that we are bullish on the long term uh, appreciation of property, and that we therefore we don't think it's going to go down much more than twenty or twenty five percent. I mean, when you look at the recession, home values in recessions over the last six years, or I'm sorry, over the last six recessions. The biggest depreciation that we had was the last one that we went to in that 08. Right. And we just don't... And those numbers was like, when you look at the charts on how much home values went down that recession... 60% in Phoenix. 19.7% nationwide. 
Yeah, that's a. I mean, we can snowball people. If we want to be the national people, we'll use that number. But we all know here we were down a boatload. Do you think that we're going to see that same number this time? No way. Right. Right. Well, we. That's why I feel comfortable in saying it was 60% in our marketplace last time and why it's not going to be is there's just too much equity in houses. And people can rent it and don't have to sell it. Last time, the cost of the mortgage was too high. They yeah. were on arms yeah. that were expiring. Yeah. It was, we would have made it. I, I was bullish in 2007. I bought a house in 2007 that's now worth almost double what it was. Right? Like, that's why we're talking now that if you're buying the house at 20% below whatever the market corrects to and then heads up, like, that's a good buy. And that's why we think you should be buying now because you can start to generate cash flow. If you don't have enough money down, it's why you should be doing this. But you need to save money because part of the conversation is saving enough money to buy these. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we, the the what we're we're hoping for is that you're going to sell a house and buy a house, so we can have a strategy around. But you know, I know it's hard for people; is they don't want to move. Yeah. All right. So it's always the everybody wants to stay. Like, when did it come out that just like I want to do nothing? Like there's like the world has gotten to. Oh. I mean, they want to stay at home and they want to make money. I mean, this is this is the, the this is their kind of plan. Um. All right. So, pool or no pool when it comes to your rent to when it comes to rental properties. No pool if you can. No pool if you can. Right? Yeah. Why? But I mean, it's not a to me. It's uh, I always think of safety when I think pool. And that is if they got chitlins, little chitlins, little boys and girls in the backyard and swimming and they can't swim, that just, I mean, that, that just scares the shit out of me. So I want to make sure it's fenced. Yeah. And then you have to install a lock on the gate and make it auto closing and that, and then give the key, you know, the owner only give it to, you know, the owner that they access that key and they let their kid in because that's dangerous. Yeah. But with that said, there's pool properties rent for more. Right. There's more cost, but the debate is how much more am I going to get for the pool? What shape is the pool in? Right? And, you know, it's, um, I mean, the house that we were renting for 4500 bucks a month had a pool fill, but she had a seven-year-old that could swim and a 14-year-old that could swim that we, you know, we, you know. Yeah, part are, of the process. Right. As we, do we, as we do help we, find tenants. Yes. Right? Part yep. of the process. Yep. So one of the things that I wanted to circle back on is the up grading of properties, making them a nicer property. When we look at examples, we're seeing a $2,500 a month rental property turn into a $3,200 or $3,100 a month rental property, right? Like a $600 spread at $2,500. I think you and I saw one that had a $1,500 spread. Wow. That one that we just looked at in the like no, 15 I'm talking about the house that we rented. Oh, fair. From 17, yeah. 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 Real. Real. Real loss of money for not taking advantage of the... And this procurement process is to help people because we're going to help them fix up the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that you have to... I forgot about how good that one was. Yeah. (laughs) Man, does it taste good on every side. I know, but it's like sometimes when it tastes that good, you're like, oh, in case that... I, I don't know, the secret to happiness is low expectations. Like if I could just get 25% more rent... For this property, 
by having the seller remodel the house inside of the deal. Right. Targeting like, motivated sellers so that we can get the repairs done in a quick manner yeah. and get it done. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we've learned over the years is if you don't want to piss off the people, then write the offer higher. Just include more built-in. Well, we learned that from the people that are getting um, reprimanded by the Federal Trade Commission. Yeah, but that's because you mean Open Door. Yes. Open Door, right. If you heard that Open Door, the FTC came down and said, Open Door, you're lying to people by saying they're going to sell the house. If they sell the house no. to Open Door, they get more money than if they sell the house on the street. Right, which on is a traditional Which way. I believe could have been... Could have been true. They were they were making promises because their comparison it was looking like. In, we'll see. In, I, I'm of course you know me. I'm um, yeah. I, well, I, I, I think that like, I don't think I it's look anyone, at the case. It looks like there's a defensible position, but I know that the the PR on okay. this is uh, real. Oh, okay, there is completely a defensible position. They told people, but the the government is clear and obvious. And it wasn't clear and obvious. So and, yeah, they, they, no, I mean that's a who knows what's going to happen. But the government I, certainly I, I, made a bad PR move from if you're sitting inside of the open door walls right now by slapping them with a sixty-two million dollar proposed fine. Well, I, I mean I'm a little trepidatious to send people their way, right? Like it, yeah. it's just like it, are they going to be in business? Is what I'm at. I don't yeah. know if it's going to crack them or not. Yeah. It's a big fine. But what we did learn from that is that, or, you know, them and others, is that um, sometimes sellers care more about the trophy that they put on their mantle hmm. that their neighbors get no, to see. No, no, And it's that part trophy... Is, it is 100% that, what C, why COPB was, was enacted, is because we know that people care more about the number that's going to be posted... Publicly, publicly, than what yeah. they will accept, and we're here to help take you help you get advantage, take advantage of that. Yeah, right. Like sellers just don't want to. They, you know, why Phil? Pride? Three? No, 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 no. Ego? No. Why? Well, maybe ego. Because in asking sellers, they're like, "Well, what would my neighbors say?" Br- they, Same page. They, 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 they're more worried about posting a number lower that their seller is saying that because the neighbors, they'll browbeat you. Right. Like, how could you sell it so low? How could you? Yeah. I actually have a guy down they the street. They take it personal. I don't know the guy down the street, but I know a number he sold for. And I'm like, how could you leave that much money on the... Like I would have paid to fix no, it up. Right? Yeah. Like, like you posted a lower comp in our neighborhood. What were you doing, dude? The guy in the corner that has a crappy house sells for a million bucks, and the guy down the street that's got a crappy house like two weeks later goes under contract for eight hundred. Right. Like, well, hey, huh? we we can identify them that's using right. our processes. Right. Yes. No. But that, you know, they're out there. They're out there. No. But the key is. <laughs> hold on. You know what I did immediately is I created a safe search for that real estate agent that undersold the property. <laughs> <laughs> Now, whenever yes. she lists the house, I right. know somebody that's going to make an offer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I mean, COPP is trying to identify properties that can cash flow and be um, a good property to rent that you have yeah. a regular. Yes. Like, to me, yes. it's getting properties that are below market value that can that can make money for our our investors. That's right. And it takes, I mean, it's not a uh, one size fits all process. Yeah. It is identified. Let's, let's have a conversation with the investor to figure out where their comfort zone lies, 
with what kind of properties that they like, et cetera, and then we find the opportunities that meet that yeah. so that there's longevity there and not a, oh my gosh, it's two months later, i got to sell the house. And I think that what's going to happen is it may happen that we partner people up. Right. Right? Because, Phil, would you ever partner buying a house with someone else? Well, I mean, yes. Only if it's what? A great opportunity. Yeah, okay. Let me talk about no, that. But the thing, Agreed, if it's a great opportunity. But, but it'd be also, hard for mortgage qualification process. That's fair. Right I mean, that's the, but that's exactly what we get Science. to work through with people. Right. So when, um, when you do that, though, it upgrades your neighborhood. And sometimes upgrading your neighborhood. Like if I could buy a house with a partner in a nicer area, then I'm going to get a different quality. I feel that the tenants in that higher price will actually cost me less money. Yeah, number five on COPP is tenant quality, right? No doubt. Right. Like who, what, what school is in that neighborhood? What? Who's going to pay you rent yep. on time? Yep. Who's going to take care of the property because that matters, right? The value of meaning, do you, do, is it okay if they have dogs or cats or whatever the stuff? Then tenant quality matters, right? So, do you let cats in your rentals? Not anymore. Me either. No. Not, I don't even, not anymore. I never did. I'm allergic to cats, so I took that as the... I'm as allergic the to cats, too. Yeah, forget it. But, uh, you know, there's cat lovers out there, and, I mean, yeah. you know, actually, I'm okay with a cat fee. Right. That's right. Because I would allow anybody to live in the house at an, in an investment. Yeah. Given right. the, given yeah, the give number. Yeah, give me a hundred, give me a... And you're staying for a year at least. Give me, give me two hundred dollars a month extra, and your tenant can, your cat can stay. That's right, because that will replace the drywall if I need to. Right, or whatever yeah. it is, the chewing the dogs. The, I mean, yes. everybody's got a dog now, but. Yep, yep. All right, so um, the COPP. You know what's? I guess now back to the. Green Why room. are we? All right, how about if you came here to learn about how we, to earn money in real estate without working? Find passive income rental properties. Right. Right. Like, let us help you qualify them to make sure that they match what you were trying to build in your portfolio. Melanie? Yes, from yesterday. Melanie from yesterday, yeah. she put $5,000 down in 2000 on a house that now has netted her, meaning in equity, and she was living in the house, but that after 20 years, 22 years, that... She for five thousand dollars is turned into two hundred thousand, right? Right. So maybe it's five hundred total to turn into two million after twenty years. But I mean, that's just exactly what it is. Is meaning that over twenty years, hopefully, you can raise five hundred thousand. You pick up property. You pick up property. It's like th this is your social security replacement policy. Yeah. Right. It should, yeah. it should be social. Yeah. <laughs> social security replacement policy. C O P P. S Security replacement policy. Yes, yes. the SSRP, COPP. Yes, right. More acronyms. Right. Well, the thing is, is we need to have a plan, Phil. Yeah. COPP delivers them properties for they can buy so that they can... It just takes the the stress out of it, that you're you're working with experts that are here to protect your money, and, and we're going to do our best. So, um, right before we pushed record on our podcast, our listings manager came in. Yes. And told us about a new opportunity. Yes. That... You, I had to force you back into your chair for us to record this podcast before you went out and called our investor buyers yes. because of the um, COPP yeah, qualification I mean, Well, of this it's house. why we wanted to open up the doors because we're seeing more and more opportunities flow through our desks. That's and right. we're like, 
Wow. Somebody's going to take yeah, advantage. Yeah, this, this, this house is... Uh, is a steal of a deal. It does need a little reno. I think we can help achieve that in the deal and still make money like a couple hundred bucks a month easy. And it's in a decent area. I think that if for all the real estate agents that are listening to this, this is a conversation that you need to be having with your clients, right? Helping you take advantage of the opportunities is step one so that then you can help your clients take advantage. I, I mean, step one, buy a house yourself, no right? Question. Like get out there and figure it out so you can actually educate people because this is something that practice matters. Right. Right. I mean, doing, renting properties and it is, yeah. but it's a, it's a happy conversation because it builds wealth. That's right. If you're interested in earning some money in real estate without working, hit us up. That's Jeff. I'm Phil. I mean, he's <laughs> Phil. I'm Jeff. See ya. See you guys later. Thank you.